everyone, and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. I'm Lorraine, and this is... Jeremiah. Hey, Jeremiah, how are you? I'm doing well, Lorraine. How are you doing? I am well, very well. I was just saying I'm so tired, and I'm just... <laughs> so if I'm incoherent, I apologize <laughs> to those listening. I'll try not to be incoherent. Um, but... Uh, welcome to everybody out there. We're uh, so happy that you were able to uh, join us right now in this moment. Uh, we know it's busy, busy season. Everybody's yes. rushing around trying to you know, get their Christmas stuff done. And so we're just glad that you were able to take a little time out and uh, read with us and listen to yeah. our podcast. So uh, we are episode 63.1 mm-hmm. and we are in Genesis chapter 46. So, yes, we are. There we go. So I got that. So we didn't go diving into talking. We went and we <laughs> acknowledged our listeners out there before we did anything else. Well, you know, sometimes a little chit chat's all right. It is okay. It is good. So everything is good over there in San Antonio. Everything's good. I think we're about to have a cold front come in. Um, oh, so sorry. You know, so sorry. <laughs> it's gonna be a little chilly. Um, but we'll, I think we'll actually have a cold Christmas, which will be a little different. So, Oh, that'll be fun, kind of. Yeah. Maybe you'll get a little snow. No, I don't want no, snow. I know. No. I remember the, I think the, maybe 2015, the year before we left, maybe, there was snow. There was ice and snow and the trees were covered in ice. I can't remember what year it was, but it was me and the boys. Oh was my that, gosh! Was that when it snowed in December? I, I don't remember when it snowed. I just remember it was a there was a snow day for the kids, which is you know unheard of. Yeah, because it was a few years ago that we actually had snow in December. Like I was out at an event, and then like it was it was like snow, and it was actually tough for me to drive home in because it was really snowing. And for it to happen in December, it was like crazy at that any time. We don't get, if we get snow, it's usually late January, early February. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember what month it was, honestly. So, but I do, I just remember the boys were just like in awe. And I remember the trees were just dripping with ice. I mean, they were just like uh, heavily laden down with ice. It was amazing. It was so beautiful. I don't, yeah. you would think that I would have been smart enough to take pictures of it, but uh, no, I did not. So. You're the photographer. You got to take those pictures. That's what I'm saying. It's like, what was I thinking? Why didn't I have my camera with me? I don't know. Maybe I didn't want to get out on the road because it was icy. That could, could be. have been part of the problem. And I don't walk in ice and snow anymore. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't do that. I had enough of that when I was in New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, it's been actually, for us, it's cold, even though it's down in the 60s. And I know that's probably, probably walking weather for most other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for us, it's really chilly. I mean, yeah. look at this. I, okay, so I've got this big bulky sweater on. I have another long sleeve shirt underneath that. And I have sweatpants on. <laughs> Thick, heavy sweatpants. <laughs> so, but we keep our house kind of cool, too, because we're, you know, cheap. Yes, so. we do too. I don't turn the heater on. Ever? Eh, I think it's set like at 62 or 61. Oh, heck no. Heck no. No, no, no. During the cold? day, I have it set. 
That's cold, yeah. I keep it at 72 during the day, and then at night I drop it to 67. No. No. No, we're... Well, because I cheat. Like, so in my office, like, right now, underneath my desk, it's not on, but I have a little space heater. Yes. Right? So I cheat with that. And then at night, you know, it's 60, it's 60 or 61 because we're under the covers. You know, I do like a cool room, but I don't like it that cold because then I won't get out of bed in the morning. Uh, Yeah, it is a little tough some mornings. Um, We have a little fake fireplace in the bedroom though so my wife has the remote that she can turn the heater on <laughs> before we get out yeah. of bed you don't have that no yeah, yeah. <laughs> eat a little bit we and have the a gas go ahead the kids sorry. Are upstairs so it doesn't matter it's usually warmer upstairs yes so yeah yeah whatever see all but of our rooms are up here all four of the rooms are up here so it's generally warmer up mm-hmm. here uh but yeah, no. Well, at night, like I said, well, there's some nights I just turn the heater off. Right. And it, and the house is fairly well insulated, so, like, maybe it drops down to, like, 66-ish, you mm. know. But during the day, I'm home, uh, you know. We did get one of those big round, you know, the ones that you find at uh, Costco, those heaters. Oh, yeah. We got one of those a couple of years back, but I have that out in the garage, because I thought I would start walking on my treadmill again. That did not happen. No. <laughs> not yet. I I am going to get back to it. I have to. I have, my sister, who is 71, is in the best shape of any of us. I'm not mm-hmm. kidding. This girl, she plays two to three hours of pickleball almost every day. Wow. Yeah, I mean, she's like, I, I'm not kidding. She's the best. I've. She's going to be one of those grandmas, like, at 100, you know. She's going to be, like, you know, like Robert Emmett's mom when she was ziplining yes. at, like, 95 yes. or something. Seriously, yes. that's going to be my sister. That's awesome. So she kind of, you know, she sort of inspired me to get off my hiney and start actually there you doing go. So... Yeah, I, I have to. I really do. It's not, it's not good. I what I really have, what I'd really love to do is swim. Mm. I really would love to get myself to that. But I am such, like princess in the pea. That's me. It's like I don't want to get wet and I don't want to be cold and wet. <laughs> so yeah, it's sort of a two-edged sword there. I know. But anyway. Uh, what else is going on over there with you? Anything good? Ah, we're just getting ready for the, the holidays. The boys out of school, so. Yeah, Gabriel got out early this year. Yeah. Usually it's like right, like the 19th or the, like right before it. But this year, it's yeah, they early. Let them out. They let them out early, so. Well, Christmas is on a Sunday. Yes. So he has the week off before and the week after. Uh-huh. And then they go right back into school, like like that following Tuesday, I think, Monday or Tuesday. I think he doesn't go back to Wednesday. Really? Yeah. Oh, but you want to know great. another interesting fact? What? I don't get a Christmas Day off or a New Year's what? Day off. 
on a Sunday? Since it's on a Sunday? I got to work Monday. Uh, oh, see, now Rich gets Monday off for Sunday. Not but me. That's terrible. That's what happens when... That's no bueno. That is no bueno. I don't get it. That's just what they say. You should call him sick. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm calling yeah, you out that's here on public. Right. <laughs> I'll be all right. That's terrible. I shouldn't I'll say tell that. you what I happens. take it back. <laughs> I'll tell you what happens off the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I said it out loud. Now I'm, I'm a horrible person. No, I don't call in sick. Not not for that. I don't call in sick for that. There's there's. No, you people. don't. You're you are very steadfast. I have to say that. So. There, there are other means long... that make things happen. So. It's been a long time since I've been in the workforce. So you yeah. know. Anyway. It's just a weird. So. Thing. So uh, that's going to be uh, actually when you're talking about the Christmas holiday, that's going to be the little things discussion. So I just give a little spoiler there. Oh, well, I already wrote sorry, it down. I jumped See, ahead. What's that? I said I jumped ahead a little bit, didn't I? No, no, no. You just, you know, you mentioned it. I thought, oh, because we are always like wondering what are we going to talk about? And I thought, oh, I already have something this there time. There you go. You know, Rich and I were talking about, and I know we have to dive in and start reading because we have a short period of time here, but. We were talking about customer service mm. and how we've noticed the lack of customer service out there. And I said, you know, it's not just um, not the fact that I'm old, uh, but I have we had this discussion before. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think we think have. So. So, I don't think so. Anyway, anybody out there, if, if I have, I apologize. If we have, you can call us out on it and send us an email saying you guys are repeating some stories here. Um, but I feel like customer service, A, you can't get to a manager anymore. Like you have to really be forceful to try to, you always get the person at the bottom of the list and they never know what the heck you're talking about. That's my first thing that I'm griping about. The second thing I'm griping about is how, like, okay, so Sebastian Matagolsko, remember I was telling you about him? He's a comedian. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's an Italian comedian. He's hilarious. He's so right, funny. Right, right. But anyway, he was talking the other night. He's like, oh, I went to, you know, the coffee shop. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about the coffee shop that everybody knows about out of Seattle. Um, he goes, I went into there to get a coffee. I ordered a hot coffee, a co whatever, you know, just plain coffee. He goes, I got a cold coffee. And I didn't want to upset the the apple cart because the guy was obviously very, you know, like he couldn't figure out how to fix the order and to just stop everything, you know, because he was busy making a cappuccino and he could. So he ended up drinking the cold coffee. And I'm thinking, I'm sorry, I, I wouldn't do that. I don't care what's cart is you know gonna get upset i gotta i gotta get what i paid for that's the way i look at it oh i agree well let me tell you i didn't tell you this earlier so you know we were if listeners don't know we were actually in california last weekend um it, it's interesting it's different uh customer service and we went to a couple of places to eat and we actually surprised i think a few people because we you know we went into a place to eat and the the host was like oh how are you doing tonight and we're like oh we're we're doing great you know how are you doing and just what we do regularly right. 
you could tell they're kind of like off guard, like you're talking back. You're like, you're trying to have a conversation with me. And I mean, we got, we got really good service. We got free items and other things just by, it's it's what we do, right? We just have conversations. We're not afraid to talk to people. And yeah, there's a few people taken aback by that. So they were very nice to us. Well, it was funny today. We were at Costco and it was, I thought we were there early enough that we wouldn't run into crowds, but it was crowded at 10 o'clock, whatever time it was that we ended up getting there by. And some lady was, she had literally parked her cart right smack in the middle of the aisle. And I'm like, she's over by the book section and she was looking at some books. And so I was like, excuse me, can I move your cart? She didn't hear me the first time. So I said it again. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I, I didn't realize. And I'm like, you know, no, don't be sorry. It's not a big deal. Don't worry right. about it. And, uh, you know, I kind of laughed it off. And some guy was like, are you Canadian? <laughs> I said, no, I'm Italian. <laughs> He's like, oh, close enough. And I'm like, really? That's like across the pond. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> But I thought it was funny because I guess, you know, I guess he was referencing that Canadians are nice people, I assume. Um, But, you know, it's hard to find good service. It really is. And it's so, and the other thing that I'm frustrated with a little bit, I was telling Rich and he's like, you always go back to this reference and you, you, this is like the fifth time you've said this to me. When I used to have volunteers working for me, I had everything ready for them. Everything was ready. I had all the copies made. Everything was in order. They had the list. They, and all they had to do was just go through and fill the books like they were supposed to. I show up to do uh, tickets at Gabriel's basketball game, and I have to go hunt down the girl to get the box, to get the tablecloths, to get everything set up. I'm like, this stuff should be like, you know, there, ready to go. And... If you're not going to be there, you find somebody to set up. I mean, that's just common sense as far as I'm concerned. But she wasn't there, and so I'm running around trying to whatever. So it's just a different – I don't know if it's the region or if it's the generation. I don't know. I think it's a little bit both. Right? Yeah, a little little bit of both. It makes me sad, you know. Yeah. I don't think this generation's being taught good customer service. No. Right? No, they're not. Well, they're not teaching them how to deal with people. They're not teaching them, you know, maybe the customer's not always right, but you try to do it diplomatically to get to a solution. Correct. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like I, I there's only a few restaurants that I go to or different places and, you know, I use Chick-fil-A as my one. I've never had bad service at Chick-fil-A. And if I did, they fixed it. Right. I mean, it, I've never run into anybody who was mean. I, they're always, you know, pretty kind and joyous, I, it seems to me. But and there's a couple other places, too, that I, you know, that I've gone to. But I wonder, though, if that some of the problem is the consumer. Like, as consumers, we tend to get busy or we maybe our expectations like when people get upset it's like they were expecting perfection mm. you know because this is this is their one time to go to this place and if it's not perfect then it's the place's fault whereas you know again it's it's just regular people working and 
they're going to make mistakes, but how do you react to those mistakes? And, you know, I think as, as a, as a customer service worker, you like, you kind of get burnt out with people treating you like trash because yeah, you did make a simple mistake, but you'll correct it. But if you're, you know, if you're given a hard time for it, it's, it's hard to be nice. I I would think sometimes, cause that's whenever someone makes a mistake with me, it's like, I always try to say, look, I, I, you're busy or whatever, but this is wrong. Can you, can you help me out? And that usually gets a pretty good response. So throwing a fish seems to make everybody worse. Well, and I've learned, I have, I've learned to be better. I used to be really, really harsh with people. I mean, I used to be like your typical New Yorker. You know, it's like, I want it and I want it yesterday and you need to make it right now and fix this. I've become softer. I'm still, uh, I'm still adamant and very persistent about getting what I want and I won't let go until I get what I want. Uh, Although there was something with my bank that I was telling you about that with my power of attorney. Did I tell you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm still in the middle of that. Still in the middle of it. And it's not off my plate right now. Uh, I just had to put it back for a few minutes because I got so much other stuff going on. But uh, I do have to get that fixed. But anyway, uh, yeah, those people just weren't hearing, you know, right. and I couldn't get, again, I, I'll, get me to a manager who can actually help me with this. And I don't want to go between. I don't want to do a he, she, you know, he said, she said kind of thing. Right. I don't want to do that. I want to yeah. be able to speak to somebody and have an intelligent conversation with them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can't get there. So anyway, all right. All right. Well, <laughs> I got that, that off my chest. <laughs> well, I think we were about to get into it and then we were like, no, let's talk more. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I'm sorry. All right, so uh, we are gonna go ahead and uh, uh, Jeremiah is gonna open us up in prayer. And then we'll go ahead and read our uh, chapter for the day. So All right. uh, take it away there, Jeremiah. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, gracious Lord, Redeemer, uh, we come before you now. And uh, what we can do is offer you praise and worship, Lord. Uh, there are many, many wonderful things in this world, Lord. And, and we're so gracious and thankful for it. And Lord, I know there are some times where we may get impatient or uh, tired, uh, things are just not going our way, Lord. And I pray for the grace, uh, that you give us that we're able to, to pass it on to others. I know sometimes that's a a very difficult thing for, for me to do is always to extend grace, but I try to remember what, what, what you do, Uh, Mm. you know, in, in all of our sins and all of our mistakes and all of our having the right intentions. Uh, sometimes we do need just, just some grace, Lord, and so my prayer is that we can pass that grace along uh, to others and and show your love, uh, especially in this season where everybody's trying to get things right and make things happy for for other people, Lord. And I pray that we we have the juice and and the presence and the grace to to, to extend that to others. Uh, Personally, I know that there are uh, in my life some medical issues going on, Lord. Uh, and I pray for, for guidance and, uh, the, the, the wisdom to, to keep pushing through it, Lord. 
And so I pray for all of our listeners uh, and, and watchers, Lord, that uh, whatever situation they're in, I pray that uh, they turn to you and that they turn to their friends and family and their church, Lord, and that uh, we're not in this alone. We always have you. Uh, but what's so great about it is because we have you, we can talk to friends and to family and to to other members of our community, Lord, to walk us through. Someone's gone through what we've gone through, at least in some kind of way, Lord, and, and they're there to, to help us get us through the storm, Lord. So I pray for wisdom for everyone to, to find those people and, and whatever's going on, reach out and and make it through with you and with uh, someone else uh, to see your love and to see your glory and give you the praise at the end, Lord, no matter what the situation is, uh, our prayer is that whatever happens, we we get through it and that we give you the praise and the glory at the end. And thank you most of all for your son, Jesus, uh, who died on the cross for our sins so that we can have uh, someone. We can go straight to you. There's no middle man. There's no middle woman. It's just uh, you and us, Lord, and uh, because of what Jesus has done uh, to cover our sins with his blood. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say. And keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Whew. That was good. All right. So we are in uh, chapter 46. And this is episode 63.1. I seem to have lost my pencil. Oh, here it is. Okay. <clears throat> Jacob's journey to Egypt. So Jacob set out for Egypt with all his possessions. And when he came to Beersheba, he offered sacrifices to the God of his father, Isaac. During the night, God spoke to him in a vision. Jacob, Jacob, he called. Here I am, Jacob replied. I am God, the God of your father, the voice said. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for there I will make your family into a great nation. I will go with you down to Egypt, and I will bring you back again. You will die in Egypt, but Joseph will be with you to close your eyes. So Jacob left Beersheba, and his sons took him to Egypt. They carried him and their little ones and their wives in the wagons. Pharaoh had provided, oh, I'm sorry, in the wagons Pharaoh provided for them. They also took all their livestock and all the personal belongings they had acquired in the land of Canaan. So Jacob and his entire family went to Egypt, sons and grandsons, daughters and granddaughters, all his descendants. These are the names of the descendants of Israel, the sons of Jacob, who went to Egypt. Reuben was Jacob's oldest son. The sons of Reuben were Hanak, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi. The sons of Simeon were Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jachin, Zohar, and Shal. Shal's mother was a Canaanite woman. The sons of Levi were Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. The sons of Judah were Er, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Zerah, though Er and Onan had died in the land of Canaan. The sons of Perez were Hezron and Hamal. The sons of Is Issachar were Tola, Pua, Jeshub, and Shimron. 
The sons of Zebulun were Sarid, Elon, and or Elon, and Jehiel, Jalil. These were the sons of Leah and Jacob, who were born in Padan Aram, in addition to their daughter Dinah. The number of Jacob's descendants, male and female, through Leah was 33. The sons of Gad were Zephon, Haggai, Shuni, Esbon, Eri, Arodi, and Areli. The sons of Asher were Imna, Ishva, Ishvi, and Bariah. Their sister was Sarah. Bariah's sons were Heber and Machiel. Machiel. Uh, these were the sons of Zilpah, the servant given to Leah by her father Laban. The number of Jacob's descendants through Zilpah was 16. The sons of Jacob's wife, Rachel, were Joseph and Benjamin. Joseph's sons, born in the land of Egypt, were Manasseh and Ephraim. Their mother was Asenath, daughter of Potiphar, the priest of On. Benjamin's sons were Bella, Becker, Ashbel, Gera, Naaman, Ehi, Rosh, Mupin, Hupim, and Ard. These were the sons of Rachel and Jacob. The number of Jacob's descendants through Rachel was 14. The son of Dan was Hashim, or Hashim. The sons of Naphtali were Jaziel, Guni, Jezer, and Shilam. These were the sons of Bilhah, the servant given to Rachel by her father Laban. The number of Jacob's descendants through Bilhah was seven. The total number of Jacob's direct descendants who went with him to Egypt, not counting his sons' wives, was 66. In addition, Joseph had two sons who were born in Egypt. So altogether, there were 70 members of Jacob's family in the land of Egypt. Jacob's family arrives in Goshen. As they neared their destination, Jacob sent Judah ahead to meet Joseph and get directions to the region of Goshen. And when they finally arrived there, Joseph prepared his chariot and traveled to Goshen to meet his father, Jacob. When Joseph arrived, he embraced his father, Jacob. I'm sorry, his father, I'm sorry. When Joseph arrived, he embraced his father and wept, holding him for a long time. Finally, Jacob said to Joseph, now I'm ready to die since I have seen your face again and know you are still alive. And Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's fam entire family, I will go to Pharaoh and tell him, my brothers and my father's entire family have come to me from the land of Canaan. These men are shepherds and they raise livestock. They have brought with them their flocks and herds and everything they own. Then he asked, then he said, when Pharaoh calls for you and asks you about your occupation, you must tell him, we, your servants, have raised livestock all our lives as our ancestors have always done. When you tell him this, he will let you live here in the region of Goshen, for the Egyptians despise shepherds. <laughs> Whew, that was a lot. Yeah. You did well on all those names. Oh, thank you so much. 
I, I have no idea if I said them right or not, but they sounded right. <laughs> sounded good, right? Yep. <laughs> I do that with Sharon all the time. I'm like, I am so sorry if I'm butchering these. And sometimes she knows the right way to say it, so she'll correct uh, me. Uh, and there's some that I she's corrected me like a hundred times, and I still go <laughs> wrong. So um, I didn't really highlight a whole lot. I don't. You didn't. Doesn't look like you did either. No, no. Um, I started off in one, and I went all the way through to four. Okay. Where uh, Jacob. Uh, setting out to go to Egypt and then God speaks to him in a vision right and God calls him uh, calls him out Jacob Jacob and he's like here I am mm -hmm. and of course God always answers I am God the God of your father the voice said do not be afraid to go down to Egypt there I will make your family into a great nation which he does I mean we right. know that's going to be coming up uh, in a little bit uh, I will go with you down to Egypt and I will bring you back again. You will see, I thought that was interesting. That was kind of a prelude, right? Yeah. I will go with you down to Egypt and I will bring you back again, meaning back to Canaan, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of a prophecy. Uh, you will die in Egypt, but Joseph will be with you to close your eyes. Mm-hmm. I don't really have much to say about that. I just, you know, I just highlighted it because it was sort of important when God shows up in a dream. I think it's kind of important. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it, it just, I think it gives him comfort in that he's making the right decision uh, to go down to Egypt. I I will say, so, and I don't know why this memory sticks in my head, but going, uh, being raised Catholic and going to Catholic school for eight years, there was a hymn that we sang called here i am lord and it just whenever i see the words you know here i am that song for whatever reason still pops in my head oh that's funny and uh i guess i always liked that song or that hymn whatever you want to call it and so it just always brings back some good memories that's a good uh, thing i you know yeah. I, I i went to catholic school i don't remember that i don't remember that being in a song but i'm gonna I'm gonna write it down just because I'm curious. Curious. Yeah, about it. yeah. I'd like to hear it again. I mean, I it's been years and years and years since I've heard it, but it was it was something that I heard that we did quite a bit of. So. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That's a really yeah. good memory. Good memory. All right. What did what did you get from uh did did you get anything? Uh, I mean, I highlighted eight just that it's important to to know you know the descendants of Israel. Yeah. Uh, which which is a great way to put it. These are the descendants of Israel. Um, yeah. And so in just thinking about, too, how, like, for five or six of us to travel anywhere is quite the undertaking for a week, right? But th they're putting together, I think they say later, 66 without wives counted. Like, there's a lot of people going on this trip. It's and they're taking trip. everything with them. And in, in a time with wagons and, you know, horses or camels or whatever, I mean, that's, I think that's a pretty big undertaking. <laughs> I think you're right. I mean, you know, I mean, we all know what it's like to move. I mean, I know what it's like to move. Right. I've moved over, you know, I moved from Hawaii to San Antonio. So, 
you know, that's a big undertaking. I understand that. Of course, we get movers to help us out, right. you know, but also, you know, you know, what popped into my head was uh, how the pioneers of America, yes. you know, with their wagons and their, mm-hmm. you know, they, they would have a wagon train of people going across to go, you know, start a new life. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing, really. But this is like all one big family. You know, this is right. like the whole, this is the whole nation of Israel going to Egypt, really. And they're walking and having to set up camp and watch out, you know, take turns watching at night and during the day. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's huge. I mean, so it just makes me wonder with all these people, like how, when did they decide, oh, we're going to stop here for one or two nights or whatever it is. And I don't know. It's just, it seems like a lot. <laughs> I, it's gotta be a lot. I don't, I can't even imagine, you know, yeah. how that, how that they put that together. Um, basically between eight and 27, uh, I highlighted all the names of the sons. Uh-huh. You know, I did Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, uh, coming up Levi, the Levites, Levi's descendants become priests. So that's just a kind of a a heads up for everybody. If you don't know that. So I just did that. Now I did, I did underline and highlight 19 through 20 because that seemed to be pretty pertinent. The sons of Jacob's wife, Rachel were Joseph and Benjamin. That was kind of important because we know who Joseph was. Right. Uh, And then Joseph's sons born in the land of Egypt were Manasseh and Ephraim, and their mother was Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar. We know Potiphar from previously, right? right? So I did highlight that. Um, Other than that, I didn't really get anything else until 28, and I highlighted everything from 28 to 32. Yeah. Well, can I I say, I looked up Asenath, the daughter of Potiphria and the priest, the priest of On, On or how you say that? So I looked that up because oh, I remember. Oh, wait a second, wait, Becca. I'm sorry. I was thinking that was Potiphar. No, it's, it's Potiphera. Yeah. So, what I found out because I know I remember I, I questioned that like why is that important? Why do they keep mentioning who she is? Yeah. So the 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 priest of On were the. Um, prophets of the Egyptian God. Like they're, they're the highest ranking priest in the Egyptian world. So the fact that Joseph was given this daughter of one of the priests was, is a great honor considering that one, he's a foreigner and two, that he is basically given to this order of priests, even though he serves another God, the honor to be in this house and to be married to one of the daughters of one of the, the highest priests there is was very extraordinary. And I, I don't think it had been done before in Egypt. So it's, it's a pretty significant thing, especially for that, that time frame. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That, that's cool. That's a good, that's, I, I kept thinking it was Potiphar. The guard. Right. But it's no. not. Yeah. Different. 
All right. Well, thank you for clarifying that. That's that's awesome. Thank you for taking that moment to figure that out. Good job, buddy. Yeah. Well, you know, when things bother me, I have to Google it. So. No, and you're absolutely right. You know, and sometimes I get to do that. Sometimes I don't. Oh, I hear your dog. Is that your dog? I coughed. Oh. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> that was your dog. Okay. Anyway, did you have anything else? Uh, highlighted before 28 no um so in 28 like i said i highlighted uh jacob sent judah ahead to meet joseph and get directions to the region of goshen and then joseph prepared his chariot and traveled to goshen to meet his father uh, Jacob, when Joseph arrived, he embraced his father and wept, holding him for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, Jacob said to Joseph, now I'm ready to die since I've seen your face and know you're still alive. Yeah. And yeah. then going into um, 31, Joseph says to his brothers and to his and his father's entire family, I will go to, oh, oh, oh. Okay, I knew there was a reason why I wanted to go over this. And I don't know if this is true or not. This is just what kind of pinged on me. And Joseph says to his brothers, I'll go to Pharaoh and tell him that my family uh, comes from the land of Canaan and they are all shepherds. They brought with them their flocks and herds and everything they own. Uh, Then he says, when Pharaoh calls you and asks you about your occupation, Tell them we're, sh- we're your servants and that we, you know, that we're shepherds. Um, and when you tell him this, he will let you live here in the region of Goshen for the Egypts despise shepherds. And I think that, I think that the reason why Joseph was setting them up this way was so that they would not be bothered by the Egyptians. Like this is, the, the, the Israelites are going to be in Goshen and the Egyptians right. are going to stay over here and they're not going to come and bother them because they despise them. They don't want anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of setting them up for their own quote unquote nation, basically, right. you right. know, setting them up for success. I think that pings, I think that's a good ping. Yeah. And, and is this, let me ask you this. So that last sentence that the Egyptians despise shepherds, is this what leads the Israelites into being slaves eventually? I think so. Um, if, if memory serves me correct, what happens is, and we're going to get into this eventually, because we're coming down to the end of uh, Genesis. Mm-hmm. And so what I understand is that there's, between Genesis and Exodus, there's about 400 years. And so that's a really, that's four generations. And what happens is the new leader of Egypt has no idea about Joseph or any of the wonderful things he's done. Mm-hmm. And what happens is in that 400 years, the, the Israelites become very prosperous. And then this particular leader is like getting worried that they're getting too big. Right. And so that's where it all starts. And that's where the slavery starts for the, for the Israelites. Mm-hmm. So the, yeah, that's kind of like a precursor right there. It's sort of yeah. a, that's kind of setting up for the next, 
you know, what's going to be happening to these, the Israelites. And that goes back to where God says in verse four, I will go with you down to Egypt and I'm going to bring you back to Canaan. Right. When all of this is done, said and done, I'll be there to take you back. He doesn't say when he'll bring them back. No. But he will. Yeah. Yeah. He never gives a time on it because God's got no yeah. time. Right. You know, so, yeah. Uh, you know, I, this, you know, uh, you know, it's like we were talking about earlier. You know, there's so much richness uh, in the entire Bible. You know, people kind of get sort of focused on just reading the New Testament, but the Old Testament is such richness of the history and like you and I said the entire Bible points to Jesus yeah. from cover to cover it's all about Jesus so yeah just interesting just interesting so it's going to be coming up just keep you know keep listening and you know spoiler alert <laughs> it's just going to keep getting better there, uh, but again I'm going to say this too and y'all have to hang in there because it's going to get, you know, when you get into Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, it's going to be, and I hate to use this word to describe God's word because it's, it's so rich in information, but it gets tedious. You know, when I was reading through these names, that's what's going to happen. We're going to be reading through names and there's going to be rules and there's regulations and yeah, so... Yeah, it's going to, but hang in there because it goes back again to being good again. Yeah. Well, and I like, think it just sets up, though, like where where and how we fall short of righteousness. And that's the whole purpose of needing um, a sacrifice. And then ultimately, again, it leads to the ultimate sacrifice. Like, you know, and, and we had to do things a certain way. But then when Jesus came, it's like, no, it's all, it's the final blood that needs to be given that's right that's right that's exactly it and that's a good segue good job so we are uh, at that moment uh if you haven't made jesus lord of your life if you haven't made a decision for jesus who is you know what the whole bible is all about uh we are always give you that opportunity to say the prayer of salvation uh, so we'll lead you in that prayer. If uh, you're ready to make Jesus Lord of your life, this is uh, this is your moment. We hope that God has been telling you that uh, throughout this whole time that we've been doing our Bible study. So, so let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know that I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus on the cross it's his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of my sins past present and future on this day i accept him as my lord and savior into my life into my heart and i will live my life for him thank you for my salvation in jesus name amen amen if you said that prayer for the first time congratulations uh welcome into the family of jesus uh, we always suggest that you write it in your Bible that we mm -hmm. follow uh, on today's reading so that you uh, know that today is your new birthday. Yeah. And then we also encourage you to get to a church or a pastor, uh, somebody who can help you to get to the next step. Uh, join a, a ministry, uh, get into a Bible study, uh, volunteer, whatever it is that you feel God is uh, telling you to do, go ahead and go ahead and do it. 
Uh, and we'd love to hear from you. And uh, you can reach us at... Lorraine at leapoffaithpodcast.org. Jeremiah at leapoffaithpodcast.org. Uh, you can reach us on our Facebook page. Leave comments, send messages. Leap of Faith Podcast. And then our Instagram, Leap of Faith Podcast. And uh, you can uh, leave messages, send us notes. You can include us on things. I mean... Plenty of ways for you to get a hold of us and just tell us what's going on and any exciting news or prayer requests. I mean, we we we're here for it all. Yes, we are. Yeah, we are. So, yay! That was good. That was good. Uh, good reading. So, last but not least, we will do uh, it's the little things. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I did give a little bit of a uh, a precursor to uh, what I was talking about. So. And I don't know if we did this last year or not, but I'm going to say it again. Um, I would like to talk about maybe what your most favorite memory of Christmas uh, might have been. Have we done that before? If we did, it's been a year and I don't remember. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I'll start off if you want me to, and then you can think about it. How's that? Yeah, yeah. You know, see, I had my sisters here last weekend, so we were talking about mm. um, earlier on, you know, they we were talking, okay, so our family used to go to Milford, Connecticut for our vacation uh, every summer, and they were shocked that there were things that I remembered because I was only like five when we stopped going there and we went to a different place. And I started like naming people's names that I remember, uh, you know, things that we used to do. So... Uh, so that kind of spawned some thoughts of happier memories of Christmas. I have so many happy memories for Christmas. Um, my parents made Christmas so much fun. And I don't know how they did that with seven kids. I mean, but we never lacked gifts. You know, there was always something under the tree for us. Right. Um, I remember getting a big, it seemed big, it might not have been, but it seemed big. It was like a big black like sheep stuffed sheep or lamb or something i love that thing it was like i would lay on it and it was like one of the best stuffed animals ever um i remember uh later on i got a bike which i'd asked for because my stingray got stolen my Schwinn stingray got stolen from me. I know with the banana seeds. Do you remember those stingrays? Do you remember those? I didn't have one, no. No. Well, anyway, uh, me and my brother had matching bikes. I had a green one. He had a gold one. And mine got stolen. I don't know why. Um, so they replaced it years later, and I got a big purple bike. And I don't know. I just have really great memories from Christmas. My cousins would come in. We had big dinners and you know, there was like 30 people at the table. I mean, it was just fun holidays. And I don't know. And New Year's Eve was always a big thing, too, for us. We don't, like, okay, so our house was at the top of a T. So Brickell Avenue went this way and Wheeler went this way. And we were the house at the very top. And so everybody came to our house. And so New Year's Eve was like a big spread. My parents put out, a, you know, it was like kind of come and go and... I don't know. Those were good memories. Nice. Nice. What about you? Did you think of something? I was, yeah. So, 
yes. Um, you know, Christmas uh, with now my immediate family are, are really the memories I cherish with it. Um, you know, as a kid, it, we always had presents, um, but it was always a very strange time with family. I do remember, uh, before my parents divorced, you know, being at my grandma's and all my, uh, aunts and uncles and cousins. And so those were pretty good memories, but it just seemed like the type of dysfunction we had. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just wasn't good. And New Year's, I'll be honest, New Year's was never really good memories because that's the night I do know that several people would be intoxicated. So not not the great yeah. greatest memories for New Year's. But I will say, since I've been married and the family that we have now, um, yeah, uh, seeing the kids on Christmas morning, which is interesting because <laughs> one of my favorite things. <laughs> there you go. See, you got something. One of my favorite things is that, so unlike most houses, you know, when the kids wake up, they get to open their presents. <laughs> they did it. <laughs> we would make them wait until Cassie's parents made it over. <laughs> oh so my they would, gosh. They would get up early. I, I think sometimes we'd let them open one, but they would have to sit and wait for the oh grandparents to come before they could open <laughs> on their present. And they were so gracious. They were so good. Like they don't, um, I, I think we did it so early on that they really, it wasn't that huge of a deal to them. Um, but I think about it and that's, that's just, you know, it's, I, I guess it's kind of odd, you know, that they would have to wait. That must've been um, like torture. Yeah, I think at first it was, but then they kind of got used to it. Um, so, <laughs> but terrible. we, we, um, yeah, you know, family being together, I think really is what we all, uh, great. Cause my side of the family comes over Christmas Eve, Cassie's side comes over Christmas morning and just being able to share and, and eat together and celebrate is always, yeah. been. we've got, we've got really good memories <laughs> with those. So. Um, yeah, so a lot of good stuff. <laughs> you know, uh, my, si I don't know if I told this last year or not, cause it was a year ago. So, um, but my, my, I visited my sister when Joshua was like 18 months old and she had told me that her tradition was donuts on mm. Christmas. So I kind of incorporated that into my tradition. And again, we don't get donuts during the year. Generally, we just, I honestly, we really don't eat donuts during the year, but we right. definitely get them on Christmas. So the first Christmas with Joshua, oh my gosh, he was one year old. And well, his first one, he, he was six months old, but the first, the, but the first big one that he had, I think was in San Antonio. Anyway, so I, I always go overboard. I can't help myself. I just, you know, he had so much stuff. He couldn't open everything. Mm. So like we would, and so we, uh, he opened a few presents and then we'd eat a little breakfast 
And then he'd go back and open some more presents and he'd play with them. And then we'd eat a little more stuff. All day affair. It took till noon. And he didn't even get to his stocking. I mean, he hadn't even gotten to the stocking yet. I'm like, oh my God. I think it was the next day. You know, nice. little kid, he had no idea. You know, yeah. I probably went overboard. It is what it is. It's just Christmas. I can't help myself. Yeah. But you know what? Next year, I was just telling my friend Sharon, I said, I think I think next year we're going to either do uh, like a destination Christmas and get all mm-hmm. the kids to go with us. Mm-hmm. Or we might do like a, what is it when you pick a name out of a hat? Secret Santa? You're right, right. I think we're going to do Secret Santa because uh, it's a lot for me to take care of everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I forgot. I forgot. I mean, I didn't forget, but I knew that you had a tough. You're like Rich. Rich had a tough Christmas time, I think. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it, yeah. it just didn't. The, I mean, to be honest, the things I remember, I remember things I got, which were nice and all. But now that I have a family, like that's kind of secondary now, realizing that. It's yeah. it's about who we're with, and so it is. It makes me look back and think eh, it was kind of not as happy, I guess, as it could have been. So it wasn't Norman Rockwell. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> but what I'll say is that makes you who you are, and so you know, making things different for our kids was really a top priority, and I yeah. I I think I think it did work. So. Yeah. I just always wanted them to have good Christmases, just like mm-hmm. I I remember. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted them to have yeah. the same good, fun experience I, without losing the whole point of what Christmas is about. Right. You know, and I think I did that. Um, I remember early on, uh, you know, I, I used to sing my boys to sleep. I used to sing a song mm. to them every night. Um, but then once December 1st rolled around, we always sang Silent Night before they went to sleep. And we haven't done that in a really long time. I might bring that, I might pull that out of the hat this year. Maybe I'll have everybody sing it, you know? Maybe I'll have them play their instruments that they all know how to play, you know? So, if if I can add this on, so I, we never, like, the kids growing up, we never, made them buy presents for each other or anything else. Right. We, it was really us just giving everybody presents, but um, now that they're older, it's pretty interesting how that's kind of shifted. And, you know, my 19 year old now, she, she doesn't, she tells me that I don't want anything for Christmas. I just, I like giving stuff for Christmas. And then my son said the same thing. He's like, dad, I want to get people things for Christmas and he doesn't have a job. So, you know, he's, but he got he we we do Secret Santa for for my side of the family, for the, all the all the grown ups. And he said, "No, I want to be in it because I want to I want to buy something for someone." And so it it felt kind of good because I felt bad. Like, well, you never as as a kid myself, I would save my money and use my birthday money to buy Christmas presents. I never made them do that, but they get it. Yeah. And so that's 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 a good memory. That's I, I'm yeah. enjoying that. Yeah, that is very cool. See that turnaround. That's that's a good. Yeah. That's a, that's a present in itself. Exactly. Right. 
Exactly. You know, when you do Secret Santa, and I think we did Secret Santa a couple of years ago, uh, I said, when you write your name on the, the piece of paper, you should include five things that you're interested in under whatever that number was. At least that gives the person kind of an idea of what you might want. There's an app now. No. An app. We used an app. Yeah, so we put, Cassie downloaded the app, put everybody's name and phone number in it, and then text them a link to the app. And it, you can tell the app, like, so since it's, it's us and my parents and my sister and her kids and whatever, so you can tell the app, like, do not let Jeremiah pick Raina, Brady, or Matt, or Cassie. And so the app figures out, you know, who you can choose. And then you can go in the app and create your, your wish list cool. from Amazon or other shops. And then, you know, it puts, it puts the limit on there, nice. whatever you set the limit at. So, you know, not everybody knows how to use it. So not everybody created a wish, wish list, but most people did. And they just put things from Amazon on there that, right. oh, I'd like this or that. And so. Good idea. Yeah. I love it. The, the I think app that's is awesome. quite handy. Very handy. Very handy. Well, I think that's it for today. I think, uh, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I can hear my no, husband downstairs <laughs> rustling around. <laughs> so I know that it's time. Right. Um, so uh, we want to just say to everybody out there, thank you for joining us today. Uh, we so appreciate um, you Again, taking out time, whether you got to listen to all this banter or not, I have no idea, but at least you got to listen to the reading of uh, one chapter at a time, like we always do. So yeah. um, we don't know what time it is that you're doing this, morning, noon, or night, but we're just glad that you're able to do it. So take care. God bless you. I will see you on Monday. And I'll see you next week. All right. See you later. Bye. <laughs>